0: Okay, good morning to this uh, Saturday morning show. Uh, we're going to be talking about luxury styling hacks. So what do I mean? Well, how to make every room in your home feel more expensive. Right, floats your boat straight away, Perry, doesn't it? <laughs> this happen. is my target. Yeah, this is every it. Every time it's accessorised, <laughs> it's how to make things more bling, how to make things more expensive. Let's it's get colour in the day. Yeah, it's definitely going you straight away, whereas I'm a Simon Cole black T-shirt, black trousers. <laughs> <laughs> and i've got a lot of them
1: ah but you you may not do it but you know how to advise on it jim and that's the main thing
0: i mean what what would what would you think if we could say that you could attract wealthier buyers actually sell your home faster and achieve a higher price with any real major investment um there's no art really to staging rooms professionally but the payoff is huge um for getting it right. So um, your home can rise above the crowd as a standout listing. That's the key here. Um, Create enough excitement for buyers to pay a premium. Uh, It's always like that. Great enough excitement for buyers to be a premium is definitely one for me. So this week's show is all about this. We're going to be sharing uh, our styling techniques um, along with tips for interior um, designers and also professional photographers and what they would do to get the picture-perfect look, including expert advice on welcoming entrance halls, luxurious living areas, uh, classic kitchens, uh, sumptuous bedrooms, um, spa-like bathrooms. Now, this may actually sound quite familiar as previous shows, but the reality is, if you get the basics right, everything else falls into place, doesn't it, Perry?
1: A hundred percent, it does. And it's what we say, it's that first impression. People decide within 30 seconds of walking in somewhere, how it smells, how it looks and the immediate feel of a place. Definitely.
0: Definitely. The good news is that you do, you can often uh, use items already in your own home right now uh, to make it look more expensive. So let's explore where to find out and add those valuable touches of magic. The mm-hmm. first reaction that you get is the curb appeal. Clearly, we've talked about this before, but what happens about the next steps when you walk in the front door, Perry? The you know the entranceway. What you know? How do you make an entrance?
1: The entrance is the main thing, isn't it? For most homes, the entrance hall is a buyer's first taste of what that interior is going to look like. It's that first impression I just spoke about a minute ago, Jim, isn't it? So it makes sense to give them a calm and warm welcome when they come to your home rather than a chaotic greeting. We've seen this when we go out to buyers and sellers and they talk to us about what should I change? And these things often come up, don't they? So as soon as you go in, what you don't want to see is piles of shoes and coats It can really overload a hallway, Jim, can't it? And it actually Mm -hmm. instantly tells you, your mind, there's no space in here. I haven't even gone in it yet, but I'm thinking there's no space. And that can be a problem for some buyers. Instantly, they've got a negative feeling about the house. So thin out the hooks, you know, just have what you're actually wearing. Because I also don't want empty hooks either. So,
0: you know, maybe one coat and one pair of shoes. You sometimes walk in the front door and you can't even get the front door open because there's so many coats behind it on the hooks. And and oh. the shoes are all piled up at the back as well. So mm. for day, it's, you know, can't navigate a wee tight space to get in the front mm. door, which most people will be used to because that's how they live. Yeah. Um, it's often, it's an off-putter straight away, isn't it?
1: Very much so, a negative thing. And when you see piles of shoes in particular, let's be honest, they generally smell as well, Smelly. don't they?
0: <laughs> I was about to say that. <laughs> they generally smell. Cool and, and what's the advert about nose-blind you get yep. nose blind after a while. A lot of people get nose blind. They don't under, they don't really realise. And when particularly when I walk in the door, you know I'm quite straightforward and I just say what I mean. Often <laughs> there's a surprise, um, <laughs> I, I, and and I have to think of a diplomatic way to to deliver it to someone. At the mm-hmm. you know the 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 smell when you walk in the front door isn't that desirable. Um, so you know, often I'll just say to people, look, you know, the best thing to do sometimes is a quick declutter behind the door, and possibly just put, you know, some uh, some of these weed gel air fresheners from home bargains behind every single door. You get one fifty for three of them or something like that. Mm. Used to be seventy nine pence, by the way. I think it's one fifty <laughs> now. It's doubled. It's doubled since I used to talk about them. So you take the strip off the back. You stick it behind the door, stick it behind a curtain in the living room, stick it behind uh, behind uh, maybe next to the radiator or something like that at the mm-hmm. bottom. Uh, so people actually can't see it. But when they walk in the front door to begin with, they get a beautiful smell. Mm-hmm. What's the, what do you think the best smells are to go for, though, Perry? You know, what is the smells that we should target? Um, and we should get people excited about maybe about freshness.
1: You definitely want some natural smells. You don't want overpowering. So berry type of smells are generally out for me. You're wanting yeah. like a linen smells. You're wanting vanilla. You're wanting lavender. You're wanting maybe sandalwood even. You know, you're wanting yeah. nice, warm. They're aromatic smelling, but they smell fresh as well, don't they? Whereas sometimes yeah. you can go in and berry mix with with your natural air in your property sometimes and actually doesn't come across nice.
0: Yeah, because, you know, we've all watched the adverts anyway for Lenore and Comfort. You know mm-hmm. there are other, other other brands, by the way, but Lenor and Comfort fabric softeners. It straight away it 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 conditions everybody in their mind that these lavender and vanilla and the linen smells and the cotton smells mm-hmm. are smells of freshness. Textual. Just like, for example, we brush our teeth with mint toothpaste, when mm-hmm. it could easily be chocolate toothpaste. All it is is a taste. Exactly. And it would do but the same mindset, job, isn't it? Yeah, it'd do the same job, but it's mm-hmm. exactly the same process. So yeah. give yourself a head start, and it's such a simple thing to do, isn't it?
1: It very much. It is a simple thing to do. Sorry, that's somebody just came to the door and jokes back in.
0: I have an Amazon boy dinging the doorbell already.
1: Hey, I didn't tire him out at the beach this morning as I'd hoped. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, one of the things I also do as well. And some people don't like the gel things and they're, you know, the plastics and so you maybe want some kind of environmentally thing. But one of the top tips actually that my son does, Jack, he actually gets the fabric softener tumble dryer sheets and you can yeah. actually put those over the folds in your radiators as well. And the smells that come off those are really nice and you are a lovely Lenore fresh smell. So it's just really welcoming. But you definitely need to declutter with the shoes and the coats. So just put your current and stuff in, not your whole row of shoes, Jim that you have, just one yeah. pair
0: of
1: well, my i my shoes
0: for cycling. I've got my shoes for running, I've got my shoes for walking, I've got my shoes for mountain climbing, <laughs> I've got my shoes for wearing in the house.
1: <laughs> but they don't all need to be on the rack, do they? Because you're not going to use them all that day.
0: Well, that's just... <laughs> stop, stop hassling me, it's a Saturday morning. <laughs> <laughs> god the
1: pressure (laughs) anyhow so that's the one thing that you definitely need to take care of the other thing as well is natural light when you're coming in um so if you've got glaze panels make sure that the interiors are clean that the exteriors are clean as well i don't know about you guys but i'm certainly noticing it jim you probably haven't because you've just come back from spain but actually every morning this week that i've gone outside because it's been a bit misty in the morning the spiders webs are there they're all over the windows and plants and hanging around your doorways so really important to have all those cleaned off as well so that's yeah. a, a definite top tip if you've got mirrors when you come into your entrance as well really good idea to make sure that they're really cleaned nicely don't mm-hmm. have them all streaky and marked because you want to have the cleanliness, the freshness but also the mirror gives that kind of false impression that actually the rooms are bigger and brighter than oh, they are
0: yeah
1: Yeah, so it does amplify things. You're right, it amplifies the effect of the room. Um, Leave all your room doors open as well to maximise the feeling of flow. We tend to do that. So we would open the, you know, if you're coming into a vestibule in particular and then you've got the inner door hallway, if you've got maybe a couple that are coming to view and the agent is also there, the agent's opening the door, then the couples and everyone's kind of marching into this vestibule at one time, aren't they? And there's just no space. So have the hall doors open, make it nice and roomy.
0: So, the only advice I would give anybody out there if they're doing their own viewings is when not to have all the doors open into the hall. As if you've got proper natural light, or you've maybe got, you know, um, a white light in your hallway from your LED lights, if you've got that, then put them on. Um, sometimes you'd want to keep the doors closed if you want to control the viewing. In other words, mm-hmm. if somebody turns up with a family and they've got younger children, in order to so they because well, let's be honest, they run riot around the house. That's that's what they do. They're so excited. They're seeing a new house, they're like, i want to pick my bedroom. Um mm-hmm. so you want to control that if you're doing the viewings yourself as a as a seller. Mm-hmm. Um so you want to make sure all the, the, the doors are then closed and you just open the door as and when you invite people to come into that room. And then what you can do from there is once you open the door, you let them go in first. Now, if the room is a bit more compact, isn't it? aka smaller, <laughs> um, also known as smaller,
1: um,
0: <laughs> it's a bit more compact, then don't walk in the room, just stand at the door, just stand just outside the door so you can have a chat with them at the same time, you know, any questions you've got to ask or anything like that. If the room's a lot bigger, then move to an area where you're not standing in front of the door because people get a bit nervous when you stand in front of a door because it's like, oh my god, I can't escape. Mm-hmm. It Genuinely, some people feel like that. They feel like they can't escape. So don't stand in front of the doorway unless it's absolutely necessary because maybe the size of the room. So just stand off to the side, just like here. And then you've got plenty of room coming through over here for the doorway for anybody to see in and out. So it makes yeah. people feel comfortable with the fact that they walked into the room. Uh, mm-hmm. That's how you control the viewing. Um, if you need to, but if it's only a couple of people, you know, uh, husband and wife or partners or something like that, um, it's easy enough to control it. And you could leave the rooms, the doors open, and you shouldn't have too much um, dilution of the, the concentration of the efforts. Because the key here is to actually have everybody going around at the same time in the same area so you can take them down that path to get the result you're actually after. And yeah. it's like, you know, so you're going to make me an offer. Uh, But you have to skillfully work forward and work for that to get Mm -hmm. that offer at the end. Having people run sporadically around the house and everything out of control when you're doing the viewing is you're never going to get that result to the end or you're Mm -hmm. never going to get some sort of, so what do you think? Mm -hmm. It's not only that,
1: you're right with what you say there, Jim, but it's also actually you want to control the flow of how you go through the room as in what rooms you go into because you want to keep that wow room to the end.
0: Absolutely. Because
1: they're already in it and then they go, oh, I'm definitely in.
0: Aye. Could you imagine if you just had the laundry at the end? <laughs> Here's the laundry. <laughs> OK, a bit, of, a bit of a damp squib at the end of this. Um, so if you do have that situation where you are left in that uncomfortableness, then get them back to where the while room was uh, just to finish it off, even though you've been there before. Or get them outside if it's a beautiful sunny day and the, the, the sun's teeming down in the back garden or the front garden mm-hmm. or wherever. Um, sometimes you might want not want to go outside because the next door neighbours are there and then you start to discuss. So what are you thinking? And then the next door neighbours are tuning in. So you've mm-hmm. got to think about these things as well, about whether you should be outside or inside based on all these circumstances. Now, now, when you think about it, Perry, can you? the viewers out there or can the listeners out there understand why it's a bit complex all the different things you've got to think about in the viewing process in order mm-hmm. to try and get the result you're after it's mm-hmm. not just a case of letting somebody in and go yeah okay help yourself I'll mm-hmm. I'll be sitting in the lounge or the living room um mm-hmm. just give me a shout when you're finished because you don't you don't you've got to skillfully navigate them forward in that process
1: yeah yeah 100% you do need to so that, that's definitely something to think about as far as doorways and how you, you set the house up when you first enter it from the main entrance. The third thing I I would suggest as well was revive any original floor tiles. Um, so, you know, we often see it in East Nook where you walk in and you've got like the mosaic, you've got the original floor, floor tiles, make sure they're clean, they're looking nice and shiny and bright. Um, if you've got boards that are maybe creaky, get that screw in because again, if they're coming straight in and standing on creaky boards, they're thinking, okay, if that's the first part, what's the rest of it going to be like? Again, if you've got worn carpets, you know you might not want to replace carpets, but you might want to put a nice rug or something down, just make it look nice. You don't want to give a negative impression. Um, A lot of houses as well today have engineered oak flooring or natural wood floorings, So people like that sustainable look, but make it nice and fresh, make sure it's clean, make sure it's dust free. Because if it is a nice bright sunny day, like the weather we've been having recently, it's gonna, as soon as you open that door and the sunshine floods in, you're gonna see all the dust. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah, definitely and, and if you don't here's another top tip as well I, I don't know if, um, watch when you're using a mop I would say when you clean it mm-hmm. because if your mop's dirty if the water's dirty you're going to get left with streaks on the floor yep. so make sure that's, that floor's polished at the end of It it is a bit of an effort to go to do that hence the reason why we talk to a lot of sellers and say we're not just going to appear with somebody on your doorstep to say they've got to view right now you're going to be given plenty notice. And there is top tips. We've done a show before how to have your house viewer ready within two hours. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the, so it gives you a lot of time to be ready for it. So you don't need to panic and be under pressure and, and stressed about the whole process. Yeah. So I think that's some of the key important um, um, information that you would need to know mm-hmm. as a seller. In order to in order to get yourself off to the onto the right foot um, about that, you know, finally if your hall feels a bit bare and all the rest, of it, hang some photographs, uh, pictures or prints to add some sort of life and colour and character as a mm-hmm. wee bonus. Um, mm-hmm. also, um, they, they also prevent your walls actually from getting scuffed by the viewers because people mm-hmm. will actually stay away from it, especially if you've got a tight hallway. Some places mm-hmm. really have tight hallways, don't they?
1: yeah they do absolutely i was actually at a property in tayport yesterday it was beautifully done um the lady in question had really decorated it nicely and been really thoughtful about how she was designing it it was very neutral and colors all throughout but she did personalize it but in a in a non-personal way i know that sounds daft it's a bit of a contradiction but yeah. she'd obviously been to kenya on safari and beautiful pictures of elephant giraffe there was a lion and a zebra Fantastic mm-hmm. photos, and what she had done is got them on um, canvases. I'd say maybe they were a bit about sixteen inch squared, and but it was like it had it wasn't a glass, but it was almost like it had a resin front on it, so they were hard rather than photo prints. So yeah, and they had in four bits on this entrance as soon as you went in, and honestly, it was just stunning. The impact of it was unbelievable on what was a mm-hmm. really big plain wall, but it just was like wow, and and oh, and it was warm. It was all the colours. It was nature. It was just appealing as soon as you went in
0: yeah brilliant That, that that's mm-hmm. really nice um mm-hmm. would you say maybe maybe don't go too far with it um because it can be overpowering and it maybe yeah. might put people off
1: yeah you need to be careful but the great thing about it was that it was very neutral the rest of the way through the house but it had grabbed my attention instantly yeah. which i thought was great
0: you? Kind of, you could put, I think if you could get something that could put a smile on somebody's face straight away mm-hmm. as soon as they walk in the door, they, mm-hmm. you've actually set the mood and you've 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 lowered their barriers and you've yeah. made them more. You've made it more easier to negotiate. Um, at the same time, when you're Correct. when you're going around the property. Um, so mm-hmm. i think that's the top tips for a seller as soon as you come in into the hallway these are the things that you should do now yeah. for of the probably the next steps of that is to is the living areas the reception mm-hmm. rooms like or things like a dining room maybe a home office or possibly even the living room what should mm-hmm. we be thinking about with that you know
1: you definitely want to add a bit of luxury to your living area i'm going to reference yeah. actually this property again because everything was kind of beige which i know mm-hmm. sounds boring but actually what they had done with the soft furnishings was fantastic. So it was a big L-shaped plump sofa, lots of different cushions, with not main massive big bright colours, but you know, a touch of grey and a touch of brown and a touch of white. And but there was a lot of them and there were different styles. So it wasn't like eight cushions that were all the same design. There were different designs and it just put a nice soft feeling to it. So adding a little bit of luxury to it is good. So tactile cushions, as I say, is a massive thing throws on your sofas and armchairs again people like that as well um, and yeah. they're sure by way to kind of glam up your living room but also it's a little trick to just make it look nice isn't it and not expensive mm-hmm. as you say um but it isn't the only trick in the book and that's the thing so we're going to talk about some of that aren't we so drama and contrast um statement things i quite like a statement wall you know that <laughs> the way yeah. i did it, right? <laughs> um and i blame marjorie McIntyre for that because her beautiful wall in that bathroom on screen Green in there with the big palm is kind of what I've got in my kitchen with my parrots and cockatoos on it, which drives yep. me a little bit. Like, you know. But the statement pieces are really good. I think it shows rich tones. You can do that with paints, you can do that with sumptuous wallpaper, as I've said. Um, perhaps even picking up one or two uh, colours you could do, like I said about that lady with her cushions and the way that she had done them, to revamp maybe your existing furniture, because it's like Jim said back right there, said, don't necessarily when you running out there and spending hundreds and thousands, perhaps, in regards to, oh gosh, I need to do all this stuff. Maybe at 10, you've probably got most of it, and you just need to tweak it a little bit.
0: Yeah, all right. I think bookshelves as well is another one by colour or turn, um, you know, turn all your books around to reveal the natural colour of the pages of the um, for serene, ordered, and, and neutral collection. I think that's quite mm-hmm. a good thing to do as well. Um, the, you know, the mm-hmm. reason I say that, um, probably um, because people can actually be a wee bit put off by maybe some of your book titles. Yeah. So if they, see the right book, if they see the book title, they might actually be put off, because, you know, what we like is possibly not what somebody else likes. And I'm kind mm-hmm. of thinking about this, this whole thing about just just do as much as possible within reason in order mm-hmm. to make uh, no reason for anybody to to be put off by the viewing process exactly. all the way around.
1: So, you know, that's a really good point. And I had never, no, until you said that, it's just taken my mind back to recently. Recently, we sold property in Schoonhill Road in St Andrews and that lady had done exactly that. Do you remember when you were a kid and before the school used to start and used to get all your new daughters and then used to cover them in wallpaper <laughs> was yeah. what I used to do. Mm-hmm. But what this lady had done, and I thought it was really clever for exactly the reason you've said there, Jim, is she had covered all of her books in, it was like paper, like old-fashioned brown wrapping paper. All the books were covered in that and actually had stencils just with the titles so that she knew what the books were on the oh, okay. shelf. And that looked really great, actually. I thought that was really good. And I don't know if that was the reasoning behind why she did that or or not, but actually it's a really valid point that you make.
0: Yeah, I mean, uh, invest in a a statement light fitting as well or or with a light structure um, and a warm glow that grabs your attention. Sometimes, though, if your room's really dark, then you want to probably just go for for white light, um, which is the natural daylight. So daylight Mm -hmm. is called, um, Philips, Mm -hmm. I think Philips have actually coined it as daylight uh, light. Um, Mm -hmm. And it's it's usually natural white light. So you actually Mm -hmm. don't realise the light is on in the room, but it... It, the good thing is it doesn't put the, the natural colors on your wall out of balance because it's not conflicting with another color. Yeah. Yeah. Because often, you know, we were at something the other night and Elaine says, you, you wouldn't believe that that's actually green on the stage. And I went, it's it's brown. She went, no, it's the lighting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and then when they changed it to natural light, it actually came out as green. And it's like, whoa, wait a minute. It's just, it's just the light that actually made that difference. And it's mm-hmm. what we see so so be careful about what you're putting in your in your lighting in your room um mm-hmm. and, and and make sure you just take advantage of these these top tips in order to get the best best part of it um, mm. don't have it overpowering and don't hang, hang it too low as well you know you yeah. might get somebody six foot two and they're going to be you know going past and trying to dodge uh, that could be very off-putting for some people and then mm-hmm. it could start to highlight things. I, I've often been, I've often, I've, I've known this when we've walked into the room, when, for, for example, we'll come to bathrooms anyway, but a classic in a bathroom is some people that are a lot taller actually can't fit under the shower when yep. the shower's over the bath. Yeah, it's true. So that, that's one thing. That's a top tip for buyers to check. It's like mm-hmm. when you walk in, just make sure you can actually fit under the bath because there's an often in the older style properties, the bath um, was never in the property in the first place. Mm-hmm. But the toilet was under the stairway. So it went mm-hmm. went in, you know, at the top of the at the top of the hall and the stairway went up to the side and, and over. So basically the, the, the WC was under the stairs, but to the side where the stairway, the coom comes down in the stairwell, is where people, most people used to fit the bath across. Therefore, mm-hmm. when they tried to put the shower above, it just wasn't high enough
1: mm-hmm. for
0: anybody that's really tall to get under it. But, you yep. know, most people on average will get under there anyway. So it's just a top tip to make sure that that is the case, mm-hmm. that you can uh, fit under showers. Or there's maybe a shower in an ensuite bedroom, which could be the offset for yeah.
1: that. Exactly. But you're right about saying about hanging things low as well, because when you're if you're looking at luxury areas and the dining area being one of them in particular,
0: mm-hmm. if,
1: you know, you get all these nice big lights that you can, lamps that you can hang down, but actually... In a lot of kitchens nowadays you get islands where people like to sit if you're sitting at the island and people are sitting opposite you and actually you're having to go, go like that to see around the light again it just doesn't work for people does it
0: yeah exactly i'm not see i'm no big fan sitting in a restaurant see when you're sitting at a table and they've got this big beautiful bouquet in the middle and it's like mm-hmm. I, I i can't have a conversation with the person over the table from it mm-hmm. so yeah. I often just ask them to take it away or i'll just put it down to the side so it's out of the way and then i'll mm-hmm. put it back when i'm finished but Mm -hmm. you know it maybe looks nice when you when you walk into it but it's it's the it's the practicalities of how it works so if it does look nice then use it as long as it's not obvious that it'll cause an obstruction later on because then Mm -hmm. again it pops into somebody's mind unconsciously i wouldn't say subconsciously because they don't think about it it's an unconscious reaction Mm -hmm. it pops into their mind about the fact that whoa wait a minute there's a wee a wee red flag in my mind (laughs) about something i'm not really sure what it is but it's there (laughs) And, and then that's when, they, that's when they start going looking in the other places about, you know, mm-hmm. there's something just no right. Or just And then that's when people turn around to you and say, you know, there was just something no right when I walked into the property and, and it mm-hmm. just wasn't the one for me. And I'm mm-hmm. like,
1: fits hey, all your criteria. Yeah. <laughs> True. Why would you go? It happens.
0: Often yeah, happens. Absolutely. So keep the space between the dining table, as you probably said, and the wall to avoid uh, it looking cramped. And dress it with a centerpiece, you know, the ceramics, wood. Um I'm more a fan of wood. Mm-hmm. Ceramics always imply, you know, could get broken, stuff like that. Yeah, a lot of dusting to do there. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm a big fan of the the wood, the wood style, because it's easy to, easy to wipe down and, and not really that much hassle. Sellers sometimes ask us if they should present a fully laid table of cutlery crockery and everything else going it's like should I set the table for lunch it's like well Mm -hmm. we're not inviting them to dinner you know that's (laughs) maybe not the right thing possibly if it's a beautiful sunny day outside that's Mm -hmm. kind of the impression you'd get to make it look like oh there's another usable room but it's not in the house it's in the garden Mm -hmm. that's a real good tip for that when you would do that But, Mm -hmm. but but it can make buyers feel like they're they're holding up your dining plans so keep it simple and natural
1: it's not only I agree with that and it's not only that and it's funny because I was speaking to that that lady yesterday when I was talking about her styling tips earlier on and one of the things that she was speaking about because they're moving they're buying a new build property and there's two people coming together and so they're starting to think about how they're going to style the new place and the partner was going online and like looking at ornaments and knickknacks and she's thinking why are you doing that? Actually? Because those things actually are really personal items. The generally are things that you buy when you're maybe travelling or you're out and about, and you're maybe in the east nuke, and you pass one of the wee shops, and you see something in the window, and you go, "Oh, that would be perfect." They're memorable things for you. And I think if you set a table like that, actually, and it's not the style or appeal to the person that's viewing the house, they're going to go, "Oh, I don't like that." And again, it's that negative, isn't it?
0: Yeah, definitely. But we're not saying actually keep your house sterile and neutral. <laughs>
1: no no not at all you want to make it nice and luxury looking and there's ways of doing that just be
0: choosy with how you do it so what about when the kitchen when it comes to the kitchen how do we serve up that style in the kitchen then
1: for me in a kitchen unless you're a hardcore minimalist which i am not work surfaces do look better when they're styled (laughs) yeah you are (laughs) I've been in your kitchen yes it's minimalist (laughs) um you don't want it to look completely bare though it just goes back to what you said jim so i think it's great if you've got the space and if you've got the worktops you don't want to be having them cluttered but if like for instance i bake so if you bake for instance and you've got a couple that are coming around and you see the you know mixing machine sitting on the side that's really inviting for people because A, it looks like a nice piece of equipment, of course. But secondly, actually, what you're unconsciously telling them, as you said there, Jim, is that I can bake in this kitchen. Yeah. You know, they see one thing and they think they connect the dots. And so suddenly they're thinking, this would be great. On a Sunday, I could see myself standing there baking. And so all of a sudden, they're starting to imagine themselves living in that property. So you don't want to be too minimalist. Um, But here's what to remove and here's what to show off would be my kind of suggestion. So yeah. Keep out your best gadgets, as I said. So if you've got stainless steel ads, like big chef style, kitchen area machines, baking machines, along with a few posh things. People do like posh cookbooks, so put your cookbooks yeah. out as well. Um Seasonal vegetables, I think, are great for having them out, and fruits.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: They're lovely to look at. They bring a splash of colour, so again, it makes it feel homely. It's always a nice thing. One of the things I like, actually, if you've got jars, you can put chili peppers in them you could put lemons in them limes in them put them on a table or on the side and they always look really great as well and give a bit of a design flair and a nice splash of color which i think is a good thing um rices and pulses as well you know i have jars of those on on my bunkers as i would call them your worktop um i have those out and again what you're telling people is you can cook in here you can make great food for your family
0: yeah yeah absolutely I would say that you know hide all your cleaning stuff as well would be a really good top tip mm-hmm. um, like the washing up liquid, like, the hand soap the disc cloths mm-hmm. the sponges oh especially the difficult disc cloths might be stinking
1: yeah it's like it just
0: might look horrible uh, you know mm-hmm. your half your brillo pad sitting there on the corner of the you know, all scuffed and everything mm-hmm. it's like that it, it, I know I could be uh, you, could, you, you could think to yourself but, but you're being too particular but I tell you what, some people just get that. You just they just get caught up in that. Mm-hmm. There are there are believe it or not, there are people like me out there. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God they're in far between. I would say that. <laughs> but there are people like me out there that will look at these things and go, God, that's mine. <laughs> uh, it's true, um, they do and 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 so you know make sure or get them into small carries or you know mm-hmm. with disp- and dispensers and stuff like that you know it's, these mm-hmm. are the sort of things that's clear out the way i mean they're all practical day-to-day things that we'll use but you know just stick them in a cupboard by the way no one looks in your kitchen cupboard really it's no. very very rare that ever happens mm-hmm. so you could probably just put everything under this under the sink just mm-hmm. so it's out of the way pile it high fill them fast um, and then just get all your declutter out your kitchen but as you said, Perry, the stylish things, the stainless steel is a real good one. Now, hanging mm-hmm. cook pans and walks and stuff like that up the top on the rack, the stainless steel mm-hmm. rack, maybe at the side or, or, or with the cooker, are actually a really good sell point, especially if your kitchen is designed. And the person coming along maybe is actually, the love their cooking. Now, mm-hmm. again, this is up to your agent to make sure that they understand what the buyer's looking for and what type Mm -hmm. of person the buyer is. Is the buyer actually, love? do they love their cooking? Do they love their outside space? Mm -hmm. These are all the things that an estate agent should understand or whoever is doing the viewing. So if you've got an estate agent that gets you to do the viewings, you need to know probably just a bit more about the personality Mm -hmm. of the person coming around to see your property. So you could understand what how to, I wouldn't say stage because stage implies a lot of time and effort and expense mm-hmm. but how to just set out your property to create the right mood and environment for them to to basically say yes it's like yeah. you're wanting the whole process is all about them saying yes yes mm-hmm. yes mm-hmm. yeah would you like to offer yes would you like to go over the over the home report value yes <laughs>
1: It's about doing all those things that (laughs) the
0: fellow can't refuse, yes.
1: Actually, one of the things that I do now, and you've made me think about it, is I was doing a viewing the other day there, and the person who was viewing has looked at the property a number of times, has watched our video a number of times, and I know that that is kind of what they've been looking for. But when we were standing outside, they were already exploring the external of the property, and I said, right, we did the intro bit, lovely to meet you, the usual things that you would do when you meet someone. Um, And my next question to them was, okay, so what is it that you love about this house and what do you need this house to do for you? And that allowed me to understand actually how I would show them around and where were the impact rooms.
0: So probably your advice to anybody doing their own viewings is ask the the buyer straight away, you know, what is it you love about the house that would appeal to you? And, you know, what, what use is it, you know, what would it be for you? Um, mm-hmm. What 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 attracted you that to you to this house in the first place, yep. and then that's what your whole script should should you know yep. come back to everything to say for them to say yes because mm-hmm. remember people won't buy it for um, they, they don't buy it for features they buy it for benefits mm-hmm. what is it going to give them they don't buy it for everybody knows it's got three bedrooms mm-hmm. everybody yep. knows it's got two reception everybody knows it's semi detached or terrace or whatever mm-hmm. we've seen mm-hmm. that you don't need mm-hmm. to tell me that again. Yeah. you need to tell me all the benefits for myself and my family that are going to get out of this property over Perfect. the time frame that we're going to live in this property that's another yeah. one good one to establish as well how mm-hmm. long do you see yourself staying here mm-hmm. you know is it going to be your family home for the next 20 years yeah and then you'll downsize from there is it going to be a starter home is it going to be a downsizer because you're coming from a lot bigger home mm-hmm. that's another thing you probably want to know about the buyer before mm-hmm. the walk in the door because yeah. you could be pitching them for this as a great family home. And they're thinking, I'm actually coming from a castle to this, to downsize. <laughs> 100%. And, you know, well, I was glad I used to you the most money too, because they're coming from a castle. Yeah.
1: <laughs> 100%, Jim, because that's exactly what I did with that particular lady. And it was for the property at Blackity Side. And she said, the important things for me, Perry, are the kitchen, the utility space, and the outside space. She said, because this is the downsize for me and that house is enormous it's got two acres of ground and it was a downsize. so I have to understand all of those things and understand what it is yeah. that she's looking for hmm. as does the person but the kitchen was the big thing which is what we're talking about so I knew immediately when you're talking about people don't open cupboards you're right but actually on this particular one I did open one of the cupboards because it was a big walk-in larder And i knew that this lady baked and cooked and entertained with her family so i wanted her to see that actually you had a double fridge you had a double freezer you had this huge walk-in larder you had recycling you had the wine fridge you had your dishwasher you had your seating areas and she needed to know all of those luxury items were there for her so you know you definitely need to understand it so luxury items are a big thing Mm -hmm. so we've talked about kind of colors with the, the fruits the vegetables the jars the cooking Um, You've talked about the cleaning stuff and making sure you hide all that, but but it can be off-putting, depends how it goes, but stacking crockery and cookware neatly on open shelves, clear all the way like garnishes or packets or anything like that that you've got mixing stuff if you're cooking, you don't want to have them in. You want to make sure that you have space in the cupboard areas on the shelves if you're displaying items and that it's not cluttered. So definitely good to show that and maybe have you a couple of good knickknacks out. Um, but even for yourself actually for the nose blindness that we talk about a lot um, I don't know about Elaine but I did this recently I decluttered my cupboards um, and I couldn't believe the amount of stuff it was out of date it's ridiculous so you know if you've got like seasonings and things like that that are maybe partially opened and they're out of date they're not going to smell nice so if people accidentally think it's the fridge or whatever and they, some some people will hold your mind and they'll open it before you realise they've done it and all that smell comes out. It's not appealing.
0: Yeah. All right, we've got a Scot that does that. <laughs> <laughs> and then I go, where's my pot noodle from three years ago? He says, I chucked it out. Was it was out of date. I could have still eaten that. There was nothing wrong with it. Oh, God. <laughs> I was looking forward to that. <laughs> Jim. I, honestly, I yeah. listen sell by dates and best before dates are not really real it's the sniff tests that are more important and just exactly. like oh, is, it, is it is it really non-perishable aye when, when you're talking about pot noodles it's just straw isn't it <laughs> flavored straw flavored straw and that's it or maybe dust and straw True. <laughs> maybe just tastes a bit of flavor and it's like well can that ever go off probably not but yet they'd still put a best before date on it don't they
1: they do but if it stinks, the sniff test is a good thing,
0: is it? <laughs> <laughs> all right, I'll give you that one. Uh, okay, so but uh, do, and that's it. there is a lot of stuff in cupboards that won't we'll be is. out of because we all do it. We we'll all stick stuff in the cupboards. We think, oh, mm-hmm. we're going to use this. We maybe go through a fad that we're in our cooking, uh, then goes to the back of the cupboard. It's never seen again, and, um, and, and you know, Michael McIntyre talks about five spice and <laughs> the spices and everything. I am five spice. I am used all the time. <laughs> and rosemary, rosemary, and uh, thyme. Look at five spice and, and, and real disgruntled mood. It's like we never get used. It's no fair. Um, but yeah, you're absolutely right. I get that straight away. I'm cleaning your cupboard just in case. Uh, it's a, it's a good thing anyway. At the end of the day, you've got to be moving, so you're gonna to have to do it. You're gonna have to do it. So you may as well start decluttering now, uh, yeah. and that then I mean, that takes me to the process of the decluttering. we have other shows about decluttering, so just go on our YouTube channel, Five Properties TV, and type in "declutter" in the search, uh, Five Properties, and you'll get a fantastic, uh, fantastic show and, and vlog and blog, um, on and podcast on decluttering. Uh, mm-hmm. And and again, as I say, the how to be two hours viewer ready every single mm-hmm. time, stress free. That's a really good one as well and advice for people who want to go. But ultimately, mm-hmm. ultimately, your goal is really to present a well-ordered, functional, beautiful kitchen that mm-hmm. buyers can see, uh, uh, you know, see as, as a joy to use and a space that they can't wait to actually own. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's true. It's ownership. They're, what, mm-hmm. they're, you're buying your home. They're not buying your lifestyle. That's it. So, Absolutely. so pitch, it, pitch it to them Find out what they want And show them how to get it Takes me then from kitchen We're almost at the bathroom uh, Bedrooms Can we really get creative for a bedroom You know you're talking to somebody It's just beige carpets Magnolia walls <laughs> of the ceiling, the ceiling, the basin, A bit a natural wood Only because I'm, there's no way I'm painting over this wood Because it looks gorgeous Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think it's a. I think when people paint over real beautiful natural wood, it's just like yeah. it's it's a sin. <laughs> <laughs> it's ridiculous. Why would you do that? It's. Like, I understand how some people do it because it is mm-hmm. really dark sometimes. But if you've got mm-hmm. really good features in your rooms, then then possibly keep it because it just makes it's 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 exactly what you said. It's just the wee extras and it make that mm-hmm. luxury, especially nice solid wood, which is mm-hmm. a nice light walnut wood possibly yeah Um, yeah, how can we get creatives in bedrooms then
1: for me i i I like you go to a hotel you see the way that the hotels are designed hotels can be quite minimalist but actually they're completely
0: jealous when you go to hotels (laughs) (laughs) you look at the rooms and you think how on earth do you get this laid out like this this is my bedroom and you've Mm -hmm. got a bathroom in here you've got the wardrobes in here and you've got a big, massive king size bed. How is mm. that possible?
1: Because they've not got all of our garbage stuck in it as well, have they? <laughs> Everything's <laughs> empty, that's why. It's not got all the clutter that we take. Probably right, yeah. Mm. But they do make them look nice. And actually, you can make a bit of a hotel theme for yourself. And that does give it some luxury. So sumptuous sanctuary of sleep is what people are wanting to look like you want to capture the viewer and you want to make them think that they're getting good bang for their buck effectively and that it's a great Mm -hmm. space to be in it's one of the places that we spend a lot of time in um so for me um the trucks the tricks really are whether it's a double bed a single bed or a spare room you want to have certain things that that you do to these rooms to make them nice so Use two rows of pillowcases. I think that that's always good. Two rows of pillows make a property and bedroom really welcoming. Um, Smooth out your duvets. There's nothing worse than I've done it myself when I've gone to places when I'm checking the house and the duvets are all crumpled. It just looks untidy, doesn't it? So make sure that they're all nice and and even and clean looking. Um, Fold it over as well, about between 12 and 18 inches at the top. Again, it's unconsciously making people think, This is a welcoming space, and I want to climb in there. And it's a lovely space that I want to be in. Um, And it also shows off your pillows, nice as well. It just makes it look nicer, made, doesn't it? So nice, plump cushions that are laid out really well. I think it's a big thing.
0: Yep. Laid up with contrast. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Again, for me, it's contrasting bedspreads. Um, Put them over the bottom um you don't want to be putting towels and everything out though you know they're not a b and b they want to see a house so you know i've actually gone and i've seen people do that they've got the spread over the bottom of the bed and then they've piled up the towels because they've maybe got guests coming or whatever it's actually not a good look for people because they don't feel that it's welcoming I don't know what your thoughts are on that jim but i I personally don't like that um but patterned fabrics are a good thing as well so if you've got a neutral calm space it's nice to put a bit of pattern in there certainly if you're lying over plain. Crisp white duvet covers are always nice, I think. That's what I have. Mm -hmm. I think they look great. And then you can kind of make it look nice with the colour splash, can't you?
0: Here's the top tip. Wash your duvet and your sheets with a fabric softener. Mm -hmm. Then you don't need to have air fresheners because it just, it just, it just, it, you know what, it just lifts the mood when you walk in that door Mm -hmm. to the bedroom and you smell these wonderful, you know, the oxygen, the linen smells, the Mm -hmm. vanilla. That's the lavender, that sort of thing, it just it paints that picture of comfort and freshness.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And that's comfort Definitely. in small layers, that's not comfort the the, the product. <laughs> oh, I mentioned Lenore now.
1: <laughs> there are other products All right. out
0: there. <laughs> yes. All right, All right. This, this genuinely this isn't sponsored by Procter and Gamble or Unilever. <laughs> Although they're out there. And they want to sponsor our show. Give us a shout. <laughs> Message us on the post. <laughs> you catch up with us later. <laughs> Give us an offer we can't refuse. And you a position we'll proceed.
1: Back on track. So headboards as well for me is a big thing. Um, if you are putting headboards out, which always look really nice, be careful if they're material ones. So if you've got any kind of material on them, yeah. they do collect dust and it's something that people can forget so again when you're up hoovering get your little handheld bit and just over the top I've got one of these kind of Victorian beds and it's got all the lovely wood shape but you've got a fabric part and I always have to run over that with my, my little brush from a hoover because it gets yeah it doesn't look great so yeah. if you, they are nice statement pieces but make sure you keep them clean as well if you've got a, a free standing bed frame as well those look lovely Just make sure if it's a wood one that it's nice and polished. It's not covered in hand marks. And again, you get brass one, metal ones. Again, make sure they're clean and they're shiny.
0: You're looking confused, Jim. (laughs) No, good point. No, I was just thinking, I just came back for holiday the other night and my bedside lamps had disappeared. It's like, where have they gone? It's like somebody had had half-inched them for their own room. I'm like, I use them. It's like, "How, how do you use them? I switch it on and I get up to get out the room when it's dark that's how I use them so um no that that just reminded me that that's all because I'm I'm no it's
1: it's right though it's a good point that you're making though because bedside tables and lamps are a good thing but again don't have them cluttered you know don't have your drinking glass from the night before there and don't have your books and your kindle and all that kind of thing lying around because people want to see it as a workable
0: space don't they I'm a bit bit, um clinical about um watermarks on your bedroom Mm -hmm. furniture Mm -hmm. and you know it just doesn't look great so, yep. you know, if you've, if, if you've got, if it's a, a wooden top and the water marks there or the stains there, just cover it with a, a coaster or something like that, mm-hmm. just to make it look a, a bit more appealing. Because mm-hmm. um, I don't know about you, but it just gives the impression that it's no looked after. Yeah. I don't, you know, it's it's no cleaned, it's no looked after, it's a bit dingy. Mm-hmm. Um, And and again, you don't want to give a, a buyer any impression at all. It's still a bit Everybody will be looking for a home makeover, <laughs> but it's not like that. Genuinely, this is so simple to do. Mm. It's so simple, and it's very cost effective. If mm-hmm. it, if it'll cost you anything at all, except a little bit of time and effort, that's all.
1: Exactly. And do you know with your bedside tables as well? You know, if you've got a nice reading lamp, you've got maybe one small book sitting there. One of the things that I like, and only because it's personal to me and I enjoy it, is that I've got like a little bud vase, and I. If I'm getting my shopping and I buy my flowers from Aldi's, Lidl's, other stores are out there. Yep. Um, I just cut one of them out and I put them in the little bud vase and I sit it next to my bed and it's just a nice, warm and welcoming feeling when I go to my bed. So someone walking in as well having a single stem flower. So again, that's cost efficient. It's not going to cost you a lot of money to do that. Um, you can get nice, quirky alarm clocks as well. So get a nice one. You know, you don't want a big bat phone or something like that. But you know, you can get a nice modern. Small one that you can get that looks so, so welcoming.
0: My, my, my Benetton teesmaid has got to go then.
1: Yeah, definitely, <laughs> definitely.
0: <laughs> I remember we had them. We had tea for two in the morning. When you would get up. You would have it set for yourself. It was all. It was all the rage and all the fashion way back in the eighties. it? Mm-hmm.
1: Well, I often see something we haven't spoke about, actually, and you've, just because you've made that comment, I was at property the other day, and in their bedroom, they actually had, because it was quite a big room, they had a lovely um, cabinet, and on top of it, they had like a whole coffee set up like a hotel. So they had their coffee machine and the capsules shows and the cups and everything. I thought that was quite quirky, yeah. a bit different. But again, it was welcoming. I quite like that. We splash yeah. of luxury. It's,
0: it, well, it, that's what it is. It's just that we the wee difference to make that extra luxury, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, I would say so. You know, definitely uh, leave out beautiful things on top of your chest of drawers is probably another one. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a big thing. The chest of drawers, the dressing tables. Oh, for goodness' sake, just make sure they're cleared and decluttered. There, there's sometimes you're walking at places and there'll be loads of dust at the back of it. Mm-hmm. You know, and and it's just it's it's not that you it's not that you don't do anything. It's because you live day to day in your house, mm-hmm. you don't realise it's building up to that. It's yeah. just, you, you, it's just minor things that you think nothing of, and you think, well, yeah, that's okay, it's no big deal, um, mm-hmm. I'll get round to it when I get round to it. But, but it, again, this is this is this is all put, this will put buyers off. Yeah, because it's the it's the garish carpet in the middle of the room. It gets me every time, and I say to people, it has to be rolled up and mm-hmm. put away in the cupboard. Because mm-hmm. when someone walks into the room or they see a photograph on the internet or a video on the internet, then the first thing they talk about at that house is, God, look at that carpet. It's like, mm-hmm. we've lost them. Yeah. We've yeah. lost our whole we've lost our whole thought process and going mm-hmm. down this this mm-hmm. this path to get to the result. Everything is designed in the viewing process Mm -hmm. to cover all the objections and reinforce all the good things about the property that the actual buyer has Mm -hmm. in order to get some sort of finite conclusion at the end about are you going to offer on the property?
1: Yeah,
0: 100%. Uh, No, 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 it's not a yes, no, is it? It's like what's your offer? (laughs) <laughs> and then it's let true. them decide if it's going to be a yes or a no so mm-hmm. what, are you, what are you thinking about in terms of your offer it's like there's no a yes no there i'm not giving you a choice no you're
1: sure? absolutely yeah. right
0: yeah and then it's like oh well i'm not thinking about it okay okay then top tip here's the top tip come and listen out for this one so if you were going to offer what do you think the house would be worth to you i know you're not going to offer but if you were going to offer what do you think the house will be worth to you People round about that. All right, okay. Do you want me to take that to the sellers on offer? Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> and, I a lot of the time, somebody's actually said they've looked at their partner, and went, "Yeah, okay, take that to them." It's like, mm-hmm. got an offer." Yeah. <laughs> or, or anything else. At uh, 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 worst case scenario, it's great feedback. Or I would say mm-hmm. best case scenario as well. It's great feedback for the seller to understand where people are right now in terms of what they think the value of their house is in their mind. So, if you're a seller, don't feel offended if somebody comes back fifty thousand pound below the asking price, yeah. because your estate agent or your negotiator should have asked them. So, why do you think it's fifty thousand pound below what the home report is? Mm-hmm. And then, then they'll be able to. They should be skillful enough in order to overcome these objections. Now, I've had this before um, at Ellis Place. And uh, no, sorry, in East Nuke and and Dyke, I had somebody walk in and said to me, "Oh, it's going to cost a good sixty thousand pounds to do this." And I'm like, I'm scratching my head, thinking, "God, oh, sixty thousand pound? I could build a new house for that. <laughs> <laughs> I could start again. I could clear the site and start again. I know that's, but that's how I think." Anyway, and I said, "Okay, then, just just take me through it again. Another top tip coming for for people taking viewers round." Just take me through what you're thinking about, about £60,000 and where that's going to be then. And then they would go things like, okay, I'm going to have to do all the windows. All right, how much do you think the windows are going to cost? Oh, well, that's going to cost a good part of maybe about £15,000. I went, all right, okay, How many windows are there? Oh, it's like, well, there's only about seven windows. All right, £2,000 a window. I could get each window done, you know, what you've got there now, probably about £700 a window. So we're talking about £5,000. So there's £10,000 saved straight away. Um, and then we'll get to the kitchen. So what about the kitchen? What are your thoughts about the kitchen? What What would you do here then? Well, it's going to cost me another £15,000 to do the kitchen. You see where this is leading, eh? Mm-hmm. And, then, and then it's, oh, but I've got to do the heating and I've got to rewire. So what makes you think you've got to rewire? Oh, well, it just says mixed vintage wiring. Okay, but that's because there's been an extension put on. So they put that, but it's not really mixed vintage, really. It's where you've got the wiring where it was before and you've got the new wiring and they've just been put together in a a consumer box. So what you would be looking at is upgrading the consumer box, which would be about 600 to 1,000 pounds to put it into a proper RCD at the same time. So we've covered that objection. Kitchen, oh, well, it cost me about 15. Okay, so what are you thinking about the kitchen? And then by the time you get well I think I could probably get that done for about seven and a half and there's all the different suppliers so we could point in the right direction yeah. that. and then the next one would come it would be I've got to really landscape the garden so what about the garden we got to oh I've got to do this and I've got to do. okay so but that's a personal choice isn't it so that's not really part of the valuation of the house yeah so there's all the objections to the card now by the end of the conversation on this in this scenario, I'd probably gone down to the fact that it was gonna cost them the best part of maybe 25 to 30,000 instead of 60,000. But I did be quite coy about what I was about to say next. And I delivered it in a way where it was jovial, but I actually made the point. And I said to them, however, I could do all these works for you as a contractor and I'll charge you 60,000 pounds, but it only really costs 30 to do if you want we like, okay, I get the point, I get the point, you <laughs> me £30,000 as a contractor if you want, extra over and above, and I'll still charge the 60 for it, and I'll do the same job as you're asking for, but it'll probably be done for about 25 to 30, and they got it, and, and they made an offer, and they sold it out, but that, that retained the price point, actually it was a bit more than the, the actual home report value. But that retained the price point. That was where they were trying to get the price down in their mind about what they thought they were meant to do and what mm-hmm. they would spend on it in order to get to that stage. Now, there's a lot of other people out there as well, Perry. You'll know this trick as well. Where people go, Oh, it's going to cost my best part of £15,000 to do that. OK, what are you going to do? Oh, I'm going to replace the kitchen. I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that. All right, OK. But if you do that, that'll increase the value by £15,000. The value right now in the home report is based on the fact that the kitchen's like that. And the heating systems like that. Mm-hmm. You spend if I if I go and get the seller to spend fifteen thousand pound on, they'll just the valuation will go up in price, and you'll have to pay that mm-hmm. more. So it's not the fact that you reduce that to get that off. It's the fact that you're too tight and you didn't want to pay any more money <laughs> for this property. That's really what it comes down to. You're too tight and you don't want to pay any more, and you want the seller to pay for your improvements, which will mm-hmm. add value to the property and push the price up from where it is right now another good deal for negotiation. Obviously, don't deliver it that way to the, to the buyer, the potential buyer. You're too tight. Um, but really, see, I told you, I'm straightforward and, and just straight to the point. Um, but that's 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 what it is. It's Buyers often think that mm-hmm. they should be getting money off to do the things that they want to do. In actual fact, well, no, the sellers know they are to pay for your improvements. Mm-hmm. The, the property is valued they
1: in the current
0: condition. The property's value as it stands right now, with what it is right now. Mm-hmm. If the property is riddled with damp, it's valued on the principle that you've probably got to spend £15,000 on mm-hmm. the damp. And that's been taking off the, the valuation as it was. Mm-hmm. If they want to do the damp works for you, then That'll add on the valuation It'll go up by fifteen thousand pounds. So we'll be talking about a new price point then. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, that's got the message across. To I think so. <laughs> I think that was quite clear. <laughs> <Or> Undercut people.
1: <laughs> Bathrooms and spa treatment. That's my next bit. Again, yeah. parts of a hotel that you enjoy. So, hard surfaces like tiles, taps, porcelain, even the most expensive bathroom can feel cold and uninviting, can't it? um hmm. but with a few inspired touches you can swap that and make it feel austere and opulent um for me i love the plush towels you've got to have nice towels in your bathroom i'm not saying they're the ones that you use every day but again it's this quick get ready point you can put your your old washed it ones away that you use every day and get your nice fluffy ones out when other people come
0: <laughs> How about the logic of this they're going to be buying new stuff for their new house anyway. Mm-hmm. Buy the stuff now and chuck out your old rubbish now. True. You will not know, have the half, oh, I could get another year out of these towels. It's like, that's fine, but you're going to be changing them going to your new house, so just buy the new ones now.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that. I also like matching robes, so if you've got a nice big bathroom and you can hang the robes up again, you're making it feel like it's a social space and it's comfortable yeah. and it's a bit luxury item um they're nice to have on display when you're doing your viewings I think it's really important um pair them up with upmarket soap dispensers as well you don't want to just have like your little tubs you know you want them to do a bit of bling to them unless you're really paying expensive ones you know from the boutiques and you're spending like 20 30 quid on a joe malone or something like that you know then you want to show them off but if you're not then put them in nice dispensers i think that always looks nice and a little bit of class and luxury to a property as well don't
0: you think top tip you could have the cheapest soap going but if Mm -hmm. it's in a nice dispenser it'll it'll look really presentable Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah okay i I get that completely showers and shampoo products as well would probably apply Mm -hmm. for the same thing you know don't leave again don't leave your scrunchie you wash yourself where if it's Mm -hmm. if it's falling apart put it in the bin and just get a new one Mm -hmm. for all it costs. Um, uh, Teak accessories like towel ladders, bar shelves or duckboard mats. What's your thoughts on them?
1: I like them. I think they really work and they're really stylish as well. If you've got the space to do it and you've got a lovely big bathroom, then definitely I'd be putting those out. There's a natural feeling, isn't there, when you go into a bathroom that with the wood and yeah. the nature, and it's warmth. just a lovely feeling, isn't it? And the warmth that it brings, absolutely. Um, I think it makes it feel rich and welcoming. Um, and actually those wooden duck mats, I think they're great, the duck board ones, because when you're coming out as well, all the water's not soaking into the rugs or the you know and it's just nice when it goes straight under the tiles yeah. it just looks nicer doesn't it
0: it stinks as well if yeah. you don't yeah. you know if you don't clear up and you keep yeah. the one thing and it's a 1970s thing about carpets and, and, and oh. bathrooms and toilets isn't it Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. like, and then you've still got you know the wee thing in the toilet and the oh, don't. And stuff <laughs>
1: <laughs> and the wee lady sitting over the toilet roll. <laughs> yeah, yeah, granny it's it's in 1930.
0: But the reality is, we're selling your house. We're not selling the lifestyle or the the 1970s lifestyle that goes with mm. it. Um, so definitely clean off all the mould, the grime, the lime scale. Yeah. Uh, you could use white white uh, vinegar to rejuvenate mm-hmm. the sealant and grouting and the metal fittings. Um, and and as well, you could you know I often just put on grout. I'll just put a uh, domestos. Yeah. Uh, there are other the other, the other available products. I tell you, yeah, we're getting, um, hey, come on, come on Unilever, get this sponsored. <laughs> we're influencers um, now,
1: Jim, without even knowing yeah. it. <laughs> but,
0: but it's, it's just a quick wipe, you know, just the raw, you know, not even diluted, just raw. So it brings it all back to white and gets rid of all the staining. Now, all it does is bleach. It doesn't get rid of the dirt, really. It just bleaches the dirt into clear so it just looks white. But the dirt mm-hmm. is still there, so it will come back at some point in time. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, but it's good just for a temporary measure, just to just to make everything look f- fine and fresh. And especially when you walk into the bathroom again, I know you have the vanillas and all the rest of it from the candles that people put in bathrooms. But I, li- I'm, I'm a bit of a fan of walking into kitchens and bathrooms and smelling things like flash, mm-hmm. flash and domestos bathrooms, domestos and flash pine, pine there you go here we talk about you know embedded in our minds the mm-hmm. pine fresh is associated with loo um, mm-hmm. cleaner that's mm-hmm. it straight away and flash mm-hmm. as well the pine floor um yeah, yeah, yeah. in terms of the smells that you walk in but again that sets off the right emotions in people's mm-hmm. minds about cleanliness hygiene i could see myself living here and moving in straight away without having to make any effort at all i don't mm-hmm. need to Rejuvenate anything I could, and you know, even if you've got the, you know, a slightly dated bathroom, you could get away with that, and yeah. um, you know, on occasion, because it feels so fresh and so inviting with accessories and what you've been doing in terms of the cleaning in the in the place, yeah, people can say, yeah, I could live with that, and just change mm-hmm. it as we go.
1: Absolutely, definitely, I think that's a really good tip. People don't want to see mold in the grout and looking nasty it just is a whole yep. negative thing so definitely keep that clean again it goes back to the potions and lotions we talked about that with dispensers for your shampoos and stuff if you have got a few of those things out because we all need to have some of our items out put them in a cabinet put them away
0: I have to navigate them all over to try and get in the shower in the first place
1: I know I've only I'm
0: got so- I've only got one thing that I clean myself that's it I know I don't need shampoo <laughs> that's pretty obvious <laughs> But I've literally got one thing that I wash myself with, one fluid, and yet there's loads I have to navigate to get in this shower. Yep, or same in my house. In my Even to get my tea on the side, I've got to move all the things and all this to get all the time <laughs> just to get my cup of tea sitting at the side of the bath. It's you not- need to get Elaine to watch the decluttering video. <laughs> oh, like, no, I've, I've never, no, i am never, no, I dare mention anything. It's like, it's like, usually, how do you think this thing keeps beautiful then? <laughs> <laughs> how could how could you argue against that, eh? You can't
1: argue. You can't argue. You've got to go with the flow. But yeah, if you do have lots of those things, as we all do, pop yeah. them away in a wee cabinet somewhere, or even just in a wee tray. You can pop them in the cupboard if you've not got, like, a room for a bathroom cabinet or something like that. So get your bottles and jars out because they don't look great. Yeah. If you've got plastic shower curtains as well, not a great thing. Replace those <laughs> because they tend to always attract mould and smell, don't they?
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely. The uh, the the they're pretty sterile, I would say. Mm-hmm. I, you know, invest in a in a, a a proper. You've either got you've either got one of the glass, the safety glass ones, and yeah. um, use. Make sure you get all the lime scale off it, and um, or you've got you've bought a shower curtain and it's washable. So you yeah. can easily wash it. Um, and but looks, one. if it looks really bad at the bottom, which some of them tend to do, because it's the old thing about, like getting your money's worth. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> like getting your money's worth. It's like, what's wrong with it? It's only ripped at the bottom. Um, that sort of thing. If you, if it's mm-hmm. like that, then just replace it for the sake of it. Yeah, again, you, you'll leave it more than lightly, but it's minimal cost to have mm-hmm. maximum, maximum, and I really mean maximum, um, definition in somebody's mind on a mm-hmm. on an emotional level about i could see myself moving into this house mm-hmm. i could see myself have no bother with this at all um yeah this is the one for me Whereas all these wee things that we've talked about with the dust about the 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 grime about the grout about the ceiling mm-hmm. um about just around the toilet and maybe mm-hmm. the maybe it's got a carpet in it it's like just change it for lino it's yeah, like, Oh, but exactly. flat on the floor and everything like that it's probably worth it um, and maybe you'll get away with no using it at all and just putting lino straight on. Mm-hmm. Um but but I would do that because it just makes it more fresh and inviting for people yeah. to come in. So definitely um avoid the caddies and, and stuff with bottles and jars and you know, um as attract the piles of dust, as you said. Um and swap the thick plastic shower curtain Yep, definitely for the fabric. Much it feels better. You know, uh, it does. You know, it's more elegant, cups. it's softer, it's not so harsh looking. Yeah, and, it, and it's easy to wash every single time. Mm-hmm. So, whether it's a, for a long, luxurious soak or an invigorating morning shower, accessorizing the bathroom can really create that spa like surroundings and um, will help you and it'll help you truly clean up from yourself. You know, that's the whole like I've got in, clean up from yourself. <laughs> okay, try the fish. <laughs> It's, you know so so what is the what's the what's the one everything we've just talked about what's the one best thing you could advise people um just to go to to to, to have that luxury style hack and make every room room in your loom your, your loom in your room
1: every
0: room in your in your home feel more expensive what's the one top tip you could think about perry that we've discussed the best I, think my
1: t- I think my top tip actually is the overall discussion please don't feel overwhelmed by this we're not saying you have to go out and restyle your whole house yeah. what we're saying is look at each room what do you enjoy about it and those are the things that you need to show off and make sure that you do it in an elegant way and it can be really cost efficient so don't think you're having to spend lots of money to achieve this you're not
0: yeah uh, i will probably finish off by saying uh get your estate agent around and let them be honest with you that's that's what my advice would be Mm -hmm. ask them for their honest opinion on everything that you walk into that room is there something that I can do even minimalistic that will make a fundamental difference in somebody's mind and 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 just take it on the chin don't feel offended Mm -hmm. give them permission to just be straight and candid with you and because remember this whole this whole project that you've put together about selling your house is ultimately to sell your house to the person it's in a position it's the best position to proceed and it's also going to make you the offer that you can't refuse that is the two criteria you're after to fall into everything you want and give you everything you want Mm -hmm. that's why that is the most important thing get the best advice from your estate agent ask them to be honest with you and take them around the property and keep it set, just let them say what they need to say. I often get to the end and say to well, people, I don't see anything at all, because as a first time buyer, or you know, for going around for the first time, what I mean is a first time viewer, because that's what I am when I walk around the property, I don't see the things that normally somebody that's been living mm-hmm. in it or, or been in it for three or four times will actually see. Because when you go around the property for the first time, the only things you're concentrating on is, can I see my furniture fitting in here? And is it the right size of the rooms? Um is what I'm expecting. And can I see my family living here as well? Or mm. I can, can I see myself living here? Yeah. And will I be able to move in at minimal expense in order to maybe save some money for later on? Um that's the type of things I'd be thinking about. Um yeah. because that's how, that's what a first time viewer is. That's what they do. Um so it's great to get somebody around with a fresh pair of eyes to actually do that. Get your best friend round, mind you, there'll no be your there maybe not be your best friend at the end of it. <laughs> It's like you'll be fighting each other at the end in the garden, rolling about the front garden. He said my house was dirty. (laughs) Anyway, thanks very much for coming on the show, Perry. Really appreciate that. Um, And if -hmm. your next step is selling your home and you're even thinking about it, even if you're thinking about it for, listen, if you're selling now, it'll be next year by the time you conclude, by the way. So if you're you're thinking about next year, get somebody around now to have a discussion with them just to get the ball rolling um, in order to know your numbers know the facts and what you need to do because you, you, Anastasia can walk in the door and say yeah I definitely think you should sell that you should change the kitchen and it's like right okay when am I going to get a contractor at short notice because I want to sell in the next month mm-hmm. awesome that's why I do it now so you've got all, mm-hmm. these, all these boxes ticked before you actually start that. Okay, thanks for coming on, Terry. And thanks Thank for tuning in. And then, if you've got any more questions later on, please feel free to put them in the comments. You can message us direct as well. Until next time, guys, it's bye-bye from us and see you next week's Bye. Saturday Morning Show. Take care.